Welcome to the Misreps Podcast. I'm your host, Kanal, joined by co-host Adam. How you doing, big dog? I'm doing great. It's another week of more football action, right? We had yeah. some good games this past weekend. Uh, we got some great games, depending on who you're a fan of. But, you know, let's start off. They couldn't cancel us. They We're back. You know, we're here. We're here to stay. How you feeling? <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah. Um, everything's yeah, everything's good in terms of like where our Seahawks are at. Even though we took a we took a L, um, in a game that we should have won, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But besides mm-hmm. that, um, uh, you know, like a little update for the podcast, I guess. Like we got eight plus plays on our podcast. We got eight. <laughs> we th- so I want to sh- send a big shout out to mom, dad, sister for all the plays they gave us. <laughs> we on our way, baby. Thank my family, my frat family and all of them just for at least even giving one listen. Right. Cause especially it was almost like three hours long. So, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we'll, you know, we, uh, we got off to the races with that one, but we're, we're getting our feel for our things. And then I think we are just, you know, we're just like, screw it. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, you want to just kind of get into it like, uh, with yeah. what happened with the Seahawks, man. Cause no, uh, but first tight. we, first we got to start off with what's gripping the sporting world right now. There is scandal in the world of chess. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, sure. Candle in the world of chess. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just playing. But you have heard about that, right? That's a ridiculous story. <laughs> I just want to know, how, like, you've seen the allegations, right? Like, he's cheating and how he was cheating in in-person games and stuff. No, wait, hold up. Like, I, I actually do not know that much oh, about God. this. Yeah, this give is... me the, just to give me like a quick, like, give me a quick run-up on Everyone's this. in for a treat. Adam's learning this live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there is this 19-year-old so-called prodigy. He played Magnus, I think. I can't remember his last name, Magnus Carl, not Carlson, something like that. It's Magnus, who's, you know, renowned. There's Netflix documentaries about him, how, you know, he's a chess genius and stuff like that. This kid beat him, right? And then there were allegations. There are these pieces of software called chess engines. Basically, it'll play out all these moves given the the, the way the board is, and it'll give you the, the best move moving forward. Is and this so, for online chess? Or are we talking about like in-person chess? No, the, there are two separate. I think there are two different threads of this story. So he has been the the 19-year-old the kid. I can't remember his name, actually, even off the top of my head. Oh, go ahead. He, go ahead. he was, uh, you could pull it up in the background if you're like, but he was, um, he, he's kind of known for being caught for cheating, playing online chess. You know, I feel like it's a lot easier to get away with that. But the crazy bit of the story is that there are allegations that he was cheating in in-person games as well. And he was cheating in in-person games via a device inserted into his uh, his back door, if you will. And oh, th- I'm yeah. looking at it. They literally start you off. Anal beads? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> That's 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 what's gripping the sporting world right now. Like I I know we want to talk about football, but that's all I can think about right now. I just want to know who thought of this. <laughs> oh no. Like, oh wow. Wow. Wow wow yeah. wow. Wow. I will definitely look into this after, but like this is this is this is crazy. I guess some people, hey, what you know, you know what they say, are you really trying if you're not cheating? <laughs> yeah, but this kid, he was trying as hard as he could. He tried. <laughs> And then there's oh, like thing, there is like drama around it too. Like after after the first game where this kid beat Magnus, he they played like an online game. Magnus played one move, and then he forfeit the match, and that was seen as like a big like, you know, like oh my gosh, he just forfeit the match after one move. But you know, chess world seems like it's uh it's the chess world is a um, pleasant distraction from what we witnessed from the Seahawks this weekend at least. So 
You want to go oh, right man. into that? Um, sure. And then like the my little final bit on that chest. Let me. I need to go find. I need to go talk to my brother because he's a grandmaster up in uh, Kentucky. I need to tell him. I want to know what his thoughts are on this. We'll, <laughs> Is he really? You you have a grandmaster brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, I think uh, so in Isn't Kentucky. Like a- yeah, in Kentucky, he's the. I think he is. Uh, I'll put an asterisk on it right now because I'm not like 100 <laughs> percent sure, but he's the first black grand chess grandmaster in Kentucky, especially Louis- Louisville, Kentucky. I, I okay. think, or not maybe not Louisville, but somewhere around uh, some, somewhere in Kentucky. But yeah, he's, he's he made himself a grandmaster. He has his own little business and stuff like that with like tutoring and stuff. So hey. There you go. Okay, more power to him. Is is it your frat brother? You said your actual brother. My my brother. Yeah, okay. my actual brother and um um. I mean, they're all my brothers and sisters. But like, damn, my you, brother and your, and, you and your uh, siblings are all geniuses. Like you 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 work in software. You got a chess grandmaster brother. Your sister. Like I'm principal. an engineer. I got a chess grandmaster, and maybe somewhere else, someone like solved like the cure for cancer, and we're just like we're holding out on it right now. Don't don't, <laughs> don't quote be- me on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's go into into the Seahawks game, man. That was that that was a tough pill to swallow, wasn't it? Ah, uh, like I can at least say we're fighting. I love mm-hmm. Geno Smith. I like what he's doing with the team. I know that one interception, like when they were trying to get back in, that was uh, that hurt. And mm-hmm. now I, I do. And I, now we were talking like on Discord when this was happening, but like. I look. I'm. I know. Like we want to see these wins, but at the same time, the more L's we take, the higher that draft pick. You know, and I don't know who's. I don't know who's coming, um, like in the draft for us. And I don't know if we're gonna look for a QB or not. Which we can always talk about draft hopefuls at some point. But I mean, hey, I want a high draft pick, and I don't know. Maybe we'll see where the Broncos pick at, uh, ends up as well. So that's where yeah. I'm at. I mean, personally, like uh, we talked about this and, you know, I think uh, that's kind of like a, uh, you know, three weeks into the season, it's a little too early to start thinking about draft position and that kind of thing. But, you know, it is, you know, if you're trying to find a glass half full, you know, that is potentially a glass half full. You know, I think what we learned out of this weekend, though, is that they're the kind of quarterback that Geno Smith will be for us. And, you know, Geno Smith isn't a quarterback that's going to lose you games. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's not necessarily the quarterback that's going to win you games as well, right? You know, you have your quarterbacks that, that could lose you your games and they could also win your games or you have quarterbacks that can lose games and, you know, lose you games and also, you know, they just flat out lose, you know, all the yeah. time. And so, like, you know, back when we had Russ, you know, there were times where, you know, Russ ha- had those moments where, you know, he lost us the game through a pick six in, the, in crucial time and that kind of thing. But he also won us games, right? And so, you know, you pick your poison. It was it was part of the deal when you had, you know, your Russ or your even back in the day, like you had quarterbacks like Brett Favre and stuff like that. You know, they they would sling it around and stuff. But oh, yeah, know, with sure. with with Gino, you know, I don't think, you know, you know what you're getting. And that's the thing. You know, Gino didn't lose us that game in the last, you know, couple minutes. You know, he we put up what four hundred twenty, I think four hundred to four hundred twenty yards or something so like that. Of Gino Gino's stat line for the night was thirty two for or thirty oh forty four passes, thirty two you know thirty two were actually completed for three hundred twenty five yards, two touchdowns, one interception. You yeah, know, and, you know that one interception came at the end of the game, right? So he did his job. You know, if you put up that many yards on a team, you expect to come out with a win. I think this, you know, the defense let us down on this one. I will say the interception hurt us, but it was definitely it was what it was a hurry up play if I remember correctly. It was like a hurry up play, and he was like scrambling, and then he just threw it like into traffic because it was kind of like a latch dish, like a last ditch effort. I believe. Yeah, he, I don't think we could take we could have taken a sack. I think that was a situation. So I think he threw it for the sake of throwing it, but uh, you know, don't quote me on that. Right. I mean, but look, I'm going to just say this: the rushing yards. 
Penny had about 66 yards on 14 carries. Um, but man, Cordero Patterson, 17 carries for 141 yards and a touchdown. He was running through an open door last night or two nights ago from the time of recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that I don't know, man. Like that that hurts, like the fact that they could run on us, but Falcons are also you could also say it's like a tune-up game for the Falcons too. It was like a tune-up game for the both of us, and both sides had a chance to win. Yeah. You know, so Mariota played, you know, he you know, he played pretty well. He ran, I think he ran for a touchdown too, if I remember correctly. I'm just looking. Yeah, I think uh, so. I don't think he no, yeah, he had a one yeah. yard touchdown run. Yeah. Had the one yard touchdown run, so at least he's using his feet like he should like you know, like he used to back in Oregon. Um and we were there, like I'm looking at like the scoreboard, like we were it was twenty and twenty in the third quarter, and then you know we had the field goal, and then you know Falcons got the touchdown, and then we just couldn't come up with a drive after. Yeah, and you know it's you know I, I put I'm putting the blame mostly on the defense on this one, but they had their moments. I mean, Tariq Woolen came up with a pick. I mean, albeit it was the last play of the second half. You know, shout out to Tariq Woolen because I, I I got a good feeling he's going to be someone that's going to be a Seahawk for a long time. And then you know, but the we also I mean th- that last drive the Seahawks had was because. You know, the defense did come up with a turnover, albeit it was a botched handoff type of a it was a botched handoff on an option play. And so, you know, but you still got to be there to, to pick it up. So, you know, we, we got to give them the, the defense their dues for, you know, trying to make up for it in that moment. But, you know, the game's played over four quarters in 60 minutes, right? You know, yeah, and you have to play all you have to play excellent all three sides of the ball, that offense, defense and special teams and special teams. You know, that's a uh, uh, that's continuing to be steady we can talk a little bit about that you know we haven't had too many issues in coverage you know our punting has been pretty solid you know that's always been like a mantra for Pete Carroll at least is to be good at all on all three sides of the ball like you said but special teams is often the the forgotten it's the middle child usually right you know yeah pretty much and And so that I, I don't have any issues with the game I feel like in terms of improvement we're seeing some improvement defensively we gotta work something out because it's I won't say it's like when, you know, uh KN or Ken Norton was is in there, but at the same time though, um I think we're making I think we're just we just need the defense to gel with the new system and with like the 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 uh what what's the word am I looking for? Like all the new players that are on the defensive side, because especially when we literally got rid of like everybody. Yeah. Especially when you have like a guy like Bobby Wagner as a middle linebacker who can who you call him the Mike right, but he's like in the, the middle. Of, he's the general, yeah. That's, he's literally in the middle of everything. Like he can be a safety trying to call things out from the back, but Bobby Wagner will be calling out coverages and you know uh, blocking schemes. You know that the offensive line would be doing. You know it's hard to replace that, and you know you you hope Jordan Brooks can develop into that kind of player, but you know Bobby Wagner had veterans there with him too when he when he first started off, right? So. Um, Jordan Taylor's had time, or not Jordan, Jordan Brooks, sorry, had uh, has had time to, um, you know, get a little bit of mentoring from Bobby Wagner. We just hope that he can continue to grow and build that, you know, because like we said, you know, first first episode, we got dogs on this defense. Like, they are hungry. They just got to, mm-hmm. they just got to, they got to hunt in packs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think, think we that's... even, and then we also got some sacks in the game, too. We got three sacks, I believe. Um, there's there We got sacked twice. Falcons got sacked three times. So, I mean, at least we're we're generating some form of number of sacks somewhere. I think Darrell but, Ta- uh, Taylor got one, Jefferson got the other, and then Brian, and then Kobe Bryant got one. Yeah, and I, I think that's, so that must have been a nickel blitz or something. But yeah. like, I think the... I think the the damning statistic for our defense so far was that we had our first three and out last night, or you know, two nights ago, 
that was our first three and out in three games. And, you know, you can't have that. You got you. You would hope that you would generate some form of pressure to, you know, because like the, 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 the thing that I took away from that game, like we were watching it and we were messaging each other during the game, like during the third quarter, you know, like the Seahawks offense was doing their job. They're playing Pete Carroll offense, which was, you know, they had the ball for like, I think, seven or eight minutes, like a seven or eight minute drive. Right. Yep. That that that's supposed to be like that's those are the body blows for a defense is when they're on the field for eight minutes. Right. And on the other side of the ball, you know, your defense is coming on fresh. But, you know, when when that drive concluded, I think we ended up being conservative and taking the field goal instead of points. I think even Pete acknowledged, you know, this is the kind of season where you can be aggressive. But, I thought that um, was after week two. He, Pete Carroll said we're going to open up the uh, the playbook a little bit more. We've been conservative, so maybe this is the start of opening that opening that up. Because we've seen what we've seen formations, maybe not in this game, but the last game, like where we have like three running backs on the field, yeah. and uh, we dude, we it's so sick seeing that, isn't that right? Because it's like seeing like college football plays coming into the NFL. That's sick. And it, I mean, this is the petri. This is the uh, petri dish for it, right? Like, you know, this is you. you a lot of the staff, the the personnel that are on this team are going to be here for at least next year, right? But I mean, in terms of opening up the playbook, you look at the stat sheet. I mean, Tyler Lockett came up with eighty yards. Uh, DK Metcalf was continued to be DK Metcalf and has some, you know, a, adult level plays on some defenders. Um, the man's man in terms of when he catches those footballs. Am I right? Yeah, you can't. I mean. He can he can he can really just make the defense like hurt. He can hurt the defense's self-esteem with the plays he does. Oh, man. Yeah, it's I think like DK, he has like he'll he'll get the targets. He had 12 targets and Lockett had 11. So like they have volume. Mm. It's just a matter of um, we just got to scheme. All we got to do is just scheme for DK. We got to scheme for Lockett, although Lockett took a hit because this is different from Lockett's play with Russ, right? Where we mm-hmm. throw the deep ball and Lockett will just catch it, you know, like in his hand like a pillow or something <laughs> like that. But we we don't have that now, right? So now we're talking about like, hey, we're, we're throwing you a bullet to you, Lockett. And now he's starting to take more hits. And I wonder if that's going to maybe like impact like his own career and stuff like that going forward. Uh, yeah. And on that on those plays, I think he's still smart about, I think those plays that where he's like, he, uh, it's, it's, he's getting thrown bullets in high traffic. Those are your third down type of plays because you see that he's becoming kind of like this third down reliable target where he'll, they'll just throw the out to him and, you know, he'll run out of bounds and he'll take, he won't take the hit. But if there is one thing that we should probably take away from that offensive performance is, you know, penalties at inopportune times. Damian Lewis had two of them and he killed two separate drives where we were, we were marching down the field. Oh, you mean like the the holding offense? Yeah. Oh my god, and we all knew I, it was. That's the worst, especially as an offensive lineman. When you you do what you are supposed to do. I remember just like opening up like all the holes for the running back, and I'm talking about we got like 20 yard runs, and the next thing you know, you see a flag, and it's like <sighs> holding. Yeah, offense. That's so demoralizing too, because I think DJ Dallas had like a, I think it was DJ Dallas had a pretty solid run, and then it had it got you pulled know. back by one of them. He only ended up with three carries for 21 yards. His longest was a 16-yard run. So yeah. uh, Penny had a 14-yarder, and he had 14 for 66. So, I, you know, if in terms of like, you know, you know, just for like the top three in running, I think we had over, yeah, we had over 100 yards. I think that's like average in terms of getting your rushing yards out for the team. And of course, 
they have Cordell Patterson, who is a receiver, literally a receiver, and he's a running back, and you can basically use him however you wish. He's literally the gadget player for him. And if you have him in fantasy, I had him on fantasy, but he was on my bench. And oh, it's, it hurts my soul. I, I feel like if you're talking fantasy, you'd pretty much just start anybody that's playing against the Seahawks right now. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, cause, yeah, exactly. Did, you start, did you, you start Marcus Mariota this week? This week? I started him in my NFL, I think my NFL league, or actually I picked him up, but I didn't start him because I had Carson Wentz in one. He gave me some good, decent amount of points. Yeah, he he had those garbage time because after the first half in that Philly game, it kind of cooled off because I kind of, that's something I've kind of noticed with Philly is they start off really strong and really fast, but then over the second half, they'll cool off. Maybe that's due to it being blowouts already, but. I think every team is trying to get to that point where how can we stay consistent through four quarters of football? But I mean, football, quarter to quarter, things can change on the field for both teams. So consistency, right? That's all we need. We need consistency out of our out of the Seahawks defense and getting those stops. Like, I man, that first game, I know it was more emotion and stuff, but we need that every week, week in, week out. Not, I'm not definitely, I'm definitely not saying that they don't have this week in, week out. These are, you know, adults grown men <laughs> out there you know getting that working for that paycheck and stuff because man shoot I'll, I'll take a million dollar contract you know and i'll go out there and what do you, what do you need me to do okay cool i'm, I'm you know practice dummy that's fine that's a million dollars <laughs> you, yeah i mean but you might need a little bit more than that if you're aaron donald's practice dummy just uh, oh <laughs> i'm not on the rams i'm not over there <laughs> man, <laughs> it's too expensive i uh, mean uh, hopefully that guy has good medical coverage <laughs> I actually heard that um, even post uh, retirement from the league, you still have, um, I think, health care until a certain extent, unless you get into the Hall of Fame, which fun fact, um, uh, Pat McAfee, he got he's on the kickers um, list for the Hall of Fame. And Is he, he really? Yeah, you, you can catch it on if you go to YouTube and check out his show. They they clipped it. Of course, they clipped it. It, it basically he found out live on the show. He's like, what? What actually, but he definitely was just like, you know, how we always talk about some people shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame and stuff. Like, he's like, thank you for whoever put me out there, but get this guy, this other kicker. He he deserves it, not me. I'm just glad to be on the list with him. Yeah, I don't even know where this happened, but you know, they talk about if people are on the Hall of Fame, if they're if it's because of popularity, because Deion Sanders had stuff to say about that, or if it's really like based upon how they played and stuff. But I feel like it's a mix of both. Yeah, I. Th- yeah. Not, nothing against Pat uh, uh, McAfee. He's uh, he was actually a really good kicker at, uh, during his time on the Colts and stuff like that. Has a really great podcast show, which that's one of the that's one of the shows right there that inspired me to you know get with Canal right here and start this off. So yeah, it's the uh, it's uh, it's just a bunch of people hanging out and you know me and me and Adam we do that pretty much anyways. So just put a mic on us at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, and so like uh, one thing about the Hall of Fame though is yeah, it definitely feels like it's a popularity contest. You know, there are quarterbacks. You know, we we have this conversation with quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowl recently. Like, you know, there's like a team Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor, and a lot of these guys probably deserve to be there, but not the Hall of Fame. Like we were thinking about it. Like, you know, does Matt Stafford deserve to be in the in the Hall of Fame for the that, Lions? Yeah, maybe. But, but for, that's the thing, right? Because like he. What, what what constitutes a Hall of Fame performance nowadays is what's the what's the challenging question, right? He won a Super Bowl, right? But he went to the Rams to get that Super Bowl. I mean, he, just it happens in basketball. Like we have super teams over in basketball. You might as well just say that, like in the case of right now, teams are going to try to load up as much talent as they can. They'll trade and 
get everyone and then basically they they say let's ride let's get in there <laughs> they say let's ride but not the broncos way but you know let's ride and let's get to a super bowl um i think matt stafford might be considered for a hall of fame and i know it's mostly because you give a quarterback at least one super bowl win even russell wilson and then they're going to say he's a future hall of famer because of, i guess the one super bowl win because it is yeah. hard to win a super bowl yeah, and that's the other thing too is that like Hall of Fame is an individual award versus a team award, you know, and people that win a lot of individual awards will, you know, they'll be favored for that type of thing, right? Like Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl, right? But he's won individual awards at the Wazoo. MVPs back to back, right? Yeah, he's run he's got I think he's got more MVPs from previous years as well. I'd have to look it up. But, you know, he's mm-hmm. consistently regarded as, you know, one of the the greatest quarterbacks of our generation. And you know the results don't necessarily show for it. You know, are he's you only disrespecting been... Tom Brady? Well, one of the greatest quarterbacks, I should say. There you uh, go. There we the go. Tom Brady got you got I multiple gotta, wins. I got to learn to put an asterisk on everything by saying I think and or one of the best or anything like that. <laughs> but you know, Aaron Rodgers is re- regarded as one of the best quarterbacks of our generation, right up there with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and those guys. Right? You know, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. Ha- he's been in the league long enough, but he's only ever been to one Super Bowl. True, one Super Bowl. I don't think he ever went to a Super Bowl and lost or anything like that, right? Because that's what happened with, with Russ. He had, they went Super Bowl back to back, and this is a lot of like for the non Seahawks fans out there or people that are just casual fans that watch football. The Seahawks fans do not talk about that second Super Bowl ever. That's like the one thing you can always, unfortunately, you can just throw at us. Why did you throw the ball and not run it with Marshawn Lynch? Remember, remember what I said? You know, there are quarterbacks that'll win you games and that'll lose you games. And, you know, Russ is was right a, there. That was that a Russ moment. moment. That's that what was I was thinking moment. about. Oh, yeah. you. I'll give, I'll, I'll give you that one right there. There were games, other games too, like, you know, against like uh, Rams. I think it was a Rams and stuff like that. I think a few years back where he'd throw like a it – looked, it looked like he, he threw like a red zone pick six. Or, yeah, he threw a red zone pick six. And like he threw uh, another pick six, and they can mark. I think Marcus Peters picked him off. There was the one with the Cardinals, and that show DK will you know go from like one end to the other, and then literally oh, it was uh the safety for the Cardinals that got it. Um, Buda Baker, shout yeah, out Huskies, Baker. shout out the Huskies. <laughs> you know DBU, as they say. You know I don't yeah. know. We'll, we're gonna see because uh, Washington. Little side note: University of Washington they're doing really good. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I, I I watched the game this weekend, and I was like. Oh, we might be onto something here, you know, because yeah. I, I, uh, this is a tangent, but like I was, I was such a big fan of Chris Peterson when he, cause he joined our coaching staff, I think my senior year of college or maybe, yeah, I think it was my senior year. And you know, the, the sentiment was immediately like, this guy is like the guy, right. And not just cause of like his on field, like perform like results and stuff, but just in terms of like the character of the guy, like he has his, his is philosophies and stuff like that around the locker room about recruiting players, about setting up these players for successful lives after football and that kind of thing. It just kind of resonated home for a lot of people. And Jimmy yeah. Lake, what Jimmy Lake was his prodigy. Well, like, you know, his mentee, I guess, you know, he was co-defensive coordinator, DB, DB coach, you know, and he was DB coach for the times when we were putting out, you know, players like Buda Baker and Taylor Rapp and that, those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like he, he had the mantle, but, I guess he just couldn't step up to the plate when when it came time for him to uh, take over. So you know, Kalen DeBauer, you know, more power to you. I didn't know much about you. I'm excited to learn more about you as the season goes on. So we'll see how we handle adversity and such. And, when we, 
I'm going to come out and I'm definitely going to come out and say that like I wasn't really watching the Washington Huskies like that. I was watching them on and off the past like few seasons, I'll say like three or four seasons, like an on and off. And like this year, I'm kind of paying more attention if it's the whole like, oh, my goodness, it's the it's the year they go to the national championship or something. I guess you can call me a bandwagon fan like at this point. But I do like to watch in depth like one or a few college teams and how they progress throughout the season. And, you know, fun fact, at the Washington game, they were honoring some uh, some legends on the, from University of Washington. Warren Moon was there. Oh, yeah, but, Hawk too. yeah, he was, he's a legend. He's been he was uh, he's got like some he, he was like one of the all time leading passers, I think, for passing yards during his time in college. That was well before my time, though. Yeah. And, you know, he went to the Houston Oilers. Well, actually, he went to the Edmonton uh, Eskimos. So I think believe that was a CFL, Canadian. yeah, yeah CFL first, mm-hmm. and then he went, which he got a lot of awards. He got um, five Grey Cup champions, which is like their Super Bowl, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's their Super Bowl in a sense. And he got two MVPs. Came from, and he was there for five years. Wow, he was there for five years. Then from there, he went to the Houston Oilers, then the Vikings, Seahawks for a season, and then finally the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So. Yeah, so he bounced around, but you know he 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 was renowned. I think we had other players there too. I think I can't remember the other players. There. I want to say Bishop Sankey, and he was like the running back while I was there, but I'm not sure. Ooh, Bishop Sankey. I thought no, Bishop Sankey. I thought he went to Penn State. I, nope, 100 uh, no, really? went to UW. I okay. was at many okay. of his games. At many well, of the games there. I'm sorry for all the University of Washington fans out there. I know they're basically saying, "Oh, this guy right here." Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of. Uh, he was one of those players that I wish he had a better career in the NFL. You know, he went to he went to the Titans. I was all excited for him because he was he was an intelligent runner in the sense that you know he would wait for zones to open up and he could he knew which gaps to hit and those kind of things. But I, I remember, guess it just I remember him from Madden. I do remember like the old like uh, not old but like back in, uh, I forget which Madden it was, but yeah, I definitely remember using him for some stuff. I do remember that. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's a uh, that's a walk down memory lane. The weirdest thing from that game, I would say, from the Seahawks game, is the uh, the drone situation. Did you catch that? Yeah, I caught a little bit of that because it was both um, University of Washington had a drone go out the, like on that Saturday, and then the next day it was something at Seattle, and that was and, funny. And so, like the commentators had to actually address the situation too. They were like, "This has nothing to do with yesterday's situation at Husky Stadium because that was actually a University of Washington athletics drone." that just kind of lost connectivity and was just kind of going haywire out there. This one, I don't know if they ever came to a conclusion on what it was, but they're going to need to get some drone snipers or something. I thought they, um, because this time, yeah, because like you said, it was owned by Washington, the University of Washington. So this time, oh, excuse me. Uh, this time they were talking about, what was it? It was, no, they're, yeah, they're talking about just doing an investigation. They're actually doing a in-depth investigation on whose, on whose drone is it or something like that. So that's, that was funny because I do remember just like the GameStop and players looking up in the in the air and stuff. And I was just like, some people just don't have some people just said, oh, I'm about to go mess up this one NFL game. Watch this. Like um, there was a situation, too. I think I think it was the players championship. No, I wouldn't say the players championship in golf where like um, it was it was one of the, it was a big event. I can't remember which one it was where a fan threw where Rory McIlroy, you know, was pretty much the front page for golfers right now mm-hmm. he was out there and like a fan threw a remote control golf ball which i didn't even know they made those 
I'm Wait, trying really? to find one. This is yeah. new to me. This is all of these. I don't know any of these people in golf. I don't watch it like that. So you're just you're teaching me something right now. Yeah. So Rory McIlroy, you know, he is what Tiger Woods was back in the day. I mean, Tiger, he, Tiger Woods is still Tiger Woods right now, but he's like the it. He's the it golfer. You know, he's mm-hmm. the most decorated or at least, you know, one of the most decorated at playing right now. And so like a fan threw out a, a, a remote control golf ball and they were like trying to sink it. He was and the, you could hear the fan shouting on camera and to like Rory's confused face. He's like, this is my dream, Rory. I've always wanted to get a hole in one. And Rory's just like, what the what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and then he just like the guy's ball almost goes in and Rory just slams his putter down and just like stops it. He like swipes it away. He, the guy tries to go in to go in the hole again. He swipes it away and then eventually just picks it up and throws it in the lake and everybody cheers. But it was like one of those moments where like, is it really worth your five seconds of fame if you're, if you're just basically going to be banned from you know any sporting you know event or any golf event or any football event for the rest of your life? Oh no, <laughs> that's 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 funny. That actually, must have been a really good time. At, yeah, the, the drone. The drone was actually more serious because now you're violating FAA laws. You're not supposed to f- fly over like fields with, you know, like I think you're not allowed to fly over certain, you know, amounts of people and stuff like that or in restricted airspaces and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, isn't there like rules in the end, even in like it's gotta, to the point where like the, there's federal rules for oh, drones yeah. and then it, you know, trickles down to rules within like the NFL, MLB and all that type of stuff. So that's definitely probably why they're doing the full investigation. Yeah, because like, you know, you if you want to if you get a drone, you're supposed to actually get like a license so that you can fly it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if to get that license, you have to take an exam and that exam is through like the FAA. Oh, and man, so, I thought it was I thought it was more of the hobbyist approach, because honestly, I was really interested in like doing like those like and you know, doing all like the little tricks and stuff with the like a nice high re- like resolution camera on it. I want to do that one day. Oh, you know what's that looks like? This is we're going off on tangents and tangents, but it's great. That's fine. You know what's the, you know what's the best is those videos of like those VR drone racing things that people do because mm-hmm. I would I would lose my mind in one of those things. Could you imagine tripping and you're just like trying to fly through a drone? You're looking through your VR goggles and you're flying at high speeds, trying to go through like hoops and stuff like that. Well, like, um, that's probably where you have to start because in real life you're gonna have something over covering your eyes so you can see what the drone sees. Because like it's a uh, when I was looking at some of the like on Instagram reels or something like that, looking at those drones going, I'm like, how do you not get motion sick or like crash into something? Which I think every drone flyer at least crashed a few times here and there in their like career. It, you got that 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 it, like if you're if you're a jumpy person, like if you if you get. If you get jumpy, like when like something loud plays on TV, like like scare jumped kind of mm-hmm. thing, like you're definitely not meant for flying those things. I imagine because like, did you imagine just like getting swatted down like out of nowhere and? Like, oh man, that that sucks. Or like, I think there's some where someone's like, I recovered my drone because I was flying it over a waterfall and stuff like that. At least here's the footage before it went down, and like, hey, come see the next part if you want to see it crashing because it ran out of power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, you know that you know things like that is pretty cool. It's just like I guess we're getting to a point where like yeah, drones are they're more available because they, they used to be very expensive to even get like a basic drone back in the day. So now it's just more readily available for all. So they're still pretty expensive. It, I, I looked at them for like when I when when I was uh, shop therapying, and they're still like about a thousand bucks plus if you want to get a halfway decent. This one, man so. said shop therapying. I I, I understand. I truly understand. <laughs> Just like, I, what, what do I need right now? I need a drone. 
<laughs> I will. I, I kid you not. I have gone shop ther- uh, therapy for like actual cameras. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in getting a camera like from Sony, and yeah, just the base camera alone, fourteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars. That's just the camera. That's not even like anything else. No, that's that's it's like buying buying the razor handle, but the blades are like more expensive, right? Because the yeah. the, the equivalent for that is like. When you get those expensive expensive lenses and stuff like those things are thousands of dollars. That's just the lens too, the lens. man. Because the, the reason why I say that is just because I um, was at I was in Miami for a um, like a like the like a men's like not no the, like the groom and all of us. It was basically like the bachelor like the bachelor kind of thing. We were out there in Miami, and I remember someone had a, a camera on them. So this quick funny story. So. This better be I'd funny. Laugh. I better laugh after this. You will laugh because <laughs> the fun part is I got to hold this man's camera for like the rest of the day. And it was a Sony camera with a big lens on it. And I mean, it could take some really good pictures. And you're probably wondering, like, how did you end up with his camera all day? Because, you know, that's like an investment because we definitely talked about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I brought CBD to Miami. <laughs> I'm good with CBD. It was a 40 milligram kind of like gummy. And I was good. Like, I'm I'm. I take either one, maybe two. And we were at the beach and stuff. Some people were like, Adam, what's that you got there, my man? CBD. Oh, man, that's, you know, because it's legal out here and all that good stuff. Yeah, let's just say some people didn't make it. (laughs) Some people didn't make it. They had to instantly go home. Um, Yeah, it was messy. Um, Some people were freaking out, you know, because of it. But I, you know, we got like the the reason why I'm laughing now about it is because everyone was safe. Nothing happened. We all got them back. But I got to have that man's... uh, the camera right so he said hey adam just hold this camera he went and i was taking i took the you know the ob- the obligatory pictures for him like of course man i got you click 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 after a while he got sick he went home and i said oh i got a camera so i'm here taking like all these type of pictures and i think it unlocked like the photography hobby like the 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 photographist in me so hey here we are yeah. I'm looking, but it costs so much just to start <laughs> well you, you, i mean well you hear that sony you hear that you can uh, Ooh, Nikon, to, Canon. If not, y'all want to sponsor this podcast, come on out. <laughs> I would look so damn good on video. <laughs> oh man, for sure, for sure. Um, but yes, any anyway, that's a little tangent. But yeah, so in terms of like getting to like that's my shop therapy is like looking for that. Or the best thing I do is just look for video games. That I'm not going to get because I have a whore like a huge backlog of it. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> right now for me, it's like golf clubs, but like. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, but that's a, so that's a good hobby. That's a good hobby to have, um, dude, dude. My parents were, uh, my parents were out in Spain and like that part of the world for like, and my sister were on separate trips, but they're in like Europe mm-hmm. for the last three weeks. I think I play like seven or eight times in the last three weeks, which is like a lot. <laughs> Sir, I've been noticing you like on your Instagram. You'll be like, "Yep, you know, I got like a hole in one at this one day." I said, "What time is it?" This man just, said, "Screw work today. Screw work." No, I'm kidding, <laughs> nah. but no, it's because like, especially like I'm sorry, but like working from home, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like you can, like if you were doing what you were supposed to be doing, and you get your stuff done. And I know there's like engineers out there; they get their like you know, let's just say they set their stuff out for the week. They get those things done Monday, Tuesday. I wouldn't lie to you if you want to go walk in the park for a little bit or do. Yeah. I went to the mall one day. And that was the best day for like my mental health in that particular day. <laughs> what, I kid what, you not. What day in 1990s was this? <laughs> no, so we got like a mall. So, you know, up here in Dallas, we got like a mall 
that's very close by and it has like all and i'm this is like the mall that like the it'll be like the galleria in the houston Mm -hmm. so you have like all of the um like the bit like you have uh, gucci louis vuitton and like uh uh, balenciaga is in there as well like literally all they're all right beside each other and then gucci's even expanding in that mall too Mm -hmm. either way we just wanted to go to the mall grab some food and then just walk around it was a great day i walked grab, around grab an orange julius you know just people watch <laughs> oh, i had to get i had to get some um christmas gifts here and there for some people i mean you might as well start early with these christmas gifts so you don't have to like worry about it later but it was a good walk like for me my mental health that day it was really good i went out there walked like with my fiance and we just walked around and mm-hmm. you know just had a great time and it was during the work day but it was it was on a friday so you know on stuff on friday not much is really happening especially in like the software developer world or the tech yeah. world really i mean for me though like I, like i'm working out here on west coast hours for a bit so like i got that flexibility where i can just like you know i sign off and then i can go in the afternoon kind of thing and that's the uh that's the happy balance for me and sure, I should, most of your, cause most of your people that you work with are like in central time, right? Yeah. Oh, and a couple are in the East. Even better. Look at you. So like, you know, three o'clock West time is five o'clock central, you know, I, it's Eastern. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I should, I should note too. Like if uh, Adam said hole in one, if I ever did hit a hole in one, you would find out very quickly. Cause there would be news, news stories circulating about man streaking down golf course to <laughs> After hole in one, because that would be me. I would lose my goddamn mind. I, I just don't know how you can. Um, I know it's all about torque and like using like you know the muscle, like the torque of like your abs and all this stuff to like you know hit a golf ball correctly and stuff like that. But I can never hit a golf. I'm stiff when it comes to hitting a golf ball. So that's what I'm saying. I'm giving creds to you, even if you don't have hole in ones and stuff like that. Golf yeah. is like a sport that like you. It's technique. It's nothing else. You can't power through. It's technique. Yeah, I mean, I I hit further than guys that are you know much bigger than me, but I think that's just because I've been playing for for a minute. I played a lot when I was in high school back in the uh, was it twenty eleven? I think is when I graduated. So you know, mm-hmm. about ten years ago is when I graduated. I played through high school and stuff, you know, because it was a no cut sport and I was five feet tall. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, but there you go. But you 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 were actually playing it as like an actual like instead of just hobby, you were actually playing it as a sport in school because I think we like, had it keeps it competitive. Club. Yeah, I think that's the thing. And then, you yeah. know, with a lot of a lot of equipment right now, you, you'll hear the term forgiving, like being thrown around. And what that basically mm-hmm. means that is if you if you like swing a golf club and you like miss hit it, you know, the golf club is designed in a way so that it would compensate for that. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, like I was using golf clubs that had absolutely zero forgiveness. And it was like <laughs> if you hit it bad, like the vibrations that go through the golf club into your hands are enough to make you like drop a club like it's bad. Ooh, but it's like. Yeah. But it was like back in those days, it was like a uh, the analogy I, I use for it is like having like a like the dog bark collar. Like if it barks, it zaps you. Like if I hit a bad shot, my hands, you know, get swollen mm. up kind of thing. And that's how I ended up learning. But, you know, oh, after yeah. I graduated, I didn't play as much. So, you know, this year is the first year I got back into the swing of things. And, you know, it's been a it's been a wild ride. Oh, man, that's a hey, I mean, that's good stuff. Cause I think I did. I did football. So I did football, power clean and then track. So like discus and shot put. That was like my sports I did, um, except for it's in power college. Clean. Power, power clean, like the nah, not power clean. Power clean is the workout. Power lifting. There, there we go. go. There we go. Um, <laughs> you, thought I wouldn't, no. you thought I wouldn't know that. You thought you could slide that in. You're like, this man doesn't work out. He's not going to call me out. <laughs> this is a, there's a reason why this podcast is called missed reps. I missed all the reps, even in like, no, I'm kidding. 
but yeah, yeah, power. I did powerlifting. I think I even got close to a first, you know, first, you know, first place thing back in I think that was Georgetown or whatever, wherever oh, that shoot, powerlifting was. But it was cool. It was high school. It was great. I didn't do it in college. College was just all football because once you go to college, they like every sport. It's like let's do a deep dive on the sport that you chose because mm-hmm. at PV at the time we were. Yeah, it was right off the heels of when we won SWAC. So it was like, we won SWAC in 2008. I came in, so like four years later, like 2012, I was redshirted. So then I didn't play that season. And then basically I was a backup. Let it go uh, fully for good old-fashioned engineering. Because engineering, you need all the time in the world you can get. And I had a smile on my face when I let go. I love my teammates. I love all my former, like my O-line and stuff like that. You know, shout out to the O-line at Purvia A&M University. Even, you know, today. Hopefully they can get to SWAC this year, so to the SWAC championship. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be following. Yeah, because ESPN actually plays HBCU uh, football games now, and that's like the best thing. I mm-hmm. love watching those games too, especially when you have um, um, like black color like commentary. Like you have, actually have some like people that look like me doing the color commentary for the game and stuff like that. I think that's that's just excellent. And we're getting like all these HBCU facts and stuff out there, basically just. Let's let's have these players have a chance to get into the NFL as well, mm-hmm. because again, when I was still a uh, little side tangent, when I was still at PV playing um, offensive line, I think it was, or oh, it could have been after actually. So you know, we had uh, who was the uh, the offensive tackle that went to the Houston Texans uh, from Alabama State? It was uh, Titus Howard, I think it was. That's his, yeah, that's his name, Titus Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I I could just double check myself. Um, Titus Howard. Yep. 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 I got it right. Yep. Titus Howard. Um, he came from Alabama state and then like not m- many people were just like, what is Alabama state and HBCU? But like, for me, that was just like, especially what I've been told by my own former uh, offensive line coaches of how the NFL doesn't like offensive linemen from HBCUs. I just love seeing that representation in the NFL. And then, you know, past that, now we have, Deion Sanders at Jackson State, but then like SWAC as a whole is like getting a lot better because everyone's trying to come into it now or they're Mm -hmm. transferring from like the big schools and going to HBCU or something like that. So it's really cool. Yeah. And in terms of the college football landscape itself, there's a lot of divisional like um, shakeups that are happening with like you, like with, you know, teams going to the SEC and, you know, teams going to the Big Ten, Big 12. Yeah, Um, that's true. Texas and I think Texas and someone else is going to SEC next year. Oklahoma. Oh wow, that's that's something. And then I think USC, UCLA are going to the Big Twelve Correct. in a couple of years or something yep. like that. It's actually I think it's all next season. If and I not think th- two seasons from now. And I think there was a rumor of Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten, but I, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, big shakeups, but it's all just for that money at the end of the day. Because what what drives football games? Money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, Especially now true. that you have the NIL stuff that the um, the student athletes can take care of. Because man, when I was playing, we had like to sign forms and you know do all this stuff just to get like a little bit of money. Now we got people signing mm-hmm. whole deals with like car companies and stuff like that. Yeah. You, well, you look at things right now, right? Like a. Uh, there's this golf YouTuber called uh, the the group called Good Good, and uh, one of the guys that was on it, you know, all these guys are, you know, they're they're very good golfers, but and, and they're just like bros. It's just fun to watch. One of these guys, he started his YouTube channel while he was in college, and because of that, you know, he was doing like trick shot videos and stuff like that. Oh, you're talking about the UCF punter? No, no, no. 
because uh, he has the same story. He had the same exact story, or something. Oh, yeah, story. a similar long lines, right? Where like they had a YouTube channel, and you know, because that YouTube channel was monetized, they couldn't play college sports. Basically, and, you know, maybe it and it ended up working out good for him, but you know, it, it was a dumb thing, right? Like you think about how, you know, how how easy it is to get content out there nowadays. Hell, you and I have a podcast now. Right. You know, people can just record something, put it on TikTok, Instagram, you know. Some people Twitter. don't need, there are some people out there, and I think even from looking at Twitter and Instagram reels, they do not need a podcast. Let's just say that. Okay. Yeah. There's. I will just say that. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, but, that's the, but that's the thing. It's more accessible to everyone nowadays, right? More platforms coming out and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. while we took like a huge, beautiful tangent, um, uh, final thoughts on the Seahawks game uh, from this weekend and then on who we're facing next. Uh, no final thoughts for me. We got lines up next, so that should be, you know, lines. They might be they might be building something like oh, they're definitely building something. I'm going to watch this game for sure. Like I definitely watched these past few games, but like intermittently because I was doing some other stuff like looking at the other games, too. But mm-hmm. the Seahawks Lions game, I want to see what see are the Seahawks do against a team that's like that this team is like we have nothing to lose we we were the laughing stock of the NFL for a long time if not like if, if we're not the Browns we're the Lions right so yeah. they have they got grit like they did in the um you know uh, the show you know before the season the preseason uh, hard knocks you know they, they're all about grit that's like their you know the theme this year so yeah, and then plus they they got they got dogs on their team too. I mean, they got Amarase Brown, they got our guy the Jamal Williams, God. the Sun God. You know, Jared Goff seems to be finding. You know, he he's I wouldn't call him elite or anything, but he seems to be finding a little bit of a groove at least. You know, and, yeah. you know he's putting up numbers, and you know he maybe came that's from the that's Rams. Yeah, came from the Rams off of like a Super Bowl loss and stuff like that, and then got trade swapped with Matthew Stafford, and then Matthew Stafford got the ring instead. Yeah, but, but I to mean, be hey, fair, I don't think Jared Goff would have got them that ring. But you know, I think it's, I think there was I think, he lost them that ring. Let's, I mean, we could, uh, yeah, we can talk about he lost them that ring. I remember that specifically. Yeah, that that team was built on Todd Gurley's knees, and you know that's that's Ugh. where that's where it went down. Because didn't he develop like arthritis? That's where he started developing like arthritis in his knees. Yeah, or something he didn't like really that. last that long in the league after that. Went to the Falcons and stuff, and then he's just yeah. retired himself out. But he's obviously doing stuff outside of football, which you know some football players don't have though. Gotta yeah. be adaptable. You have to be um adaptable to. You gotta be that multi hyphenate. Yeah, when you retire and stuff like that. So, but anywho, yeah, you got the lines coming up next. We'll see what happens. See, I, there is a chance the Seahawks can lose. There's a chance that not even a chance. It's a. It could be a possibility that Seahawks will lose the rest of the games this season. But like, Seahawks can win this game too, just like they could have won Falcons. So again, we'll see what you know. We'll see what happens in the end. Yeah, let's uh let's round off week three while we're while we're here, and then. Uh... Let's see. Let's uh, see what we're looking forward to in week four. A lot of upsets in week three. So or not upsets, but there was games that were definitely decided by like three points or less. Uh-huh. Uh, I think there was like a total of 18. So that's been um, basically if you love close games, it was week three for you or the past for the first three weeks of the NFL anyway. So what we yeah, got? eight games. I th- yeah, I think eight games were. Well, I think eight games, including the Seahawks game. Seahawks lost by four. It's it's a ridiculous stats, but you know we had Bills losing to the Dolphins. Tua is is Tua the the, the truth? Has Mike I, McDaniel's unlocked Tua? I think Mike, think? McDan- yeah. So McDaniel's is doing such a good job. Well, it's only I know it's this is like a you could say it's an overreaction or whatever, but like to me, he's doing such a good job in his first season with so far with the Miami Dolphins. We got to see if they can hold this out. Like if they could get to like 
seven and zero, five like the five to seven and zero. If they're still undefeated, then or even if it's like a six and one or five and two, that's still a good start. Like you went and faced the Bills, you went and faced the Ravens, and you either had a shoot, you either had a very close game or a shootout, and still won. You're doing something right. You're building. You the the Dolphins already had a lot of like uh, talent on their team, but now it's just all coming together, especially with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Right on top of the NFL power power rankings right now. So, you know, that's the sentiment around the league. Dolphins are at the top. Ooh. And so I think Bills are second. But, you know, that's that's a, I think that that's something that we will we'll need to keep an eye on. For sure. Um, we got Chiefs, Chiefs losing yeah. to the Colts. That's that, that's a big one. That one that one stings. Yeah, if you were if and people out there, if you were definitely here for that first episode, um, if you haven't, hey, you know, go go check out the first episode. We're actually available on all of the big, you we know. Forgot to, we forgot to announce that at the beginning. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, we're available on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify, and we're available on Google Podcasts. And, yeah, you know, whatever you prefer, we'll we'll be there for you. Just to to whisper nice things in your ear. We're working on some other stuff in the background and we'll let you know when those come to fruition. But yeah, um yeah, in the last nice. episode, yeah, in the last episode we definitely talked about like where's Matt Ryan at? Where is the team because like Matt Ryan's not like he's a, a terrible QB or anything, but next thing you know, pulls out a win on the Chiefs. And the Chiefs were hot too coming in. Yeah, yeah they 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 just blown out uh, I can't remember who they 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 just had a blowout win the, the week before, didn't they? Um, I can do a quick um yeah. little looky looky here. Um, they the Chiefs had the no that's the Colts obviously right there. The Chiefs faced who were their first? Because it was a week one where they blew out somebody. They blew out the Cardinals forty four to twenty one because the Cardinals kind of came up um with points towards the end. So oh, that the was last last week was them against the Chargers and that was the close game. Yeah, yeah, that was the close one because that was that the divisional games. Man, you never yeah. never take those for granted. Well, for for uh, for better or for worse, right? You know, from our experience, we were in a division where you could have had four teams in the play from our division in the playoffs yep. every year. Yep, we were NFC best, as the the nickname was. But now, now it's, it's like a, it's now it's AFC best. Yeah, they AFC just loaded up, and that's why everyone's like kind of watching the AFC West now to see like which one of the teams is going to make it to the Super Bowl because they're thinking one of those four teams. Yeah, yeah it, Raiders it, is another thing, but you know, <laughs> yeah, that's. The Raiders only winless team in the NFL still, you know, they, 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 they're just, you know, begging for a win right now. I mean, they almost came up with a, they almost came up with an overtime, like they almost came up with the play to force overtime, but they couldn't convert on the two point conversion. And that's how that game ended. Oh my gosh. Right. Wow. Raiders are winless right now. I, I just now noticed that like, and I think it was who else like Devonte Adams on the Raiders. He hasn't, he's been getting a touchdown every game, but obviously the yards and the receptions, they're very oh, yeah. low. So, but I think well, we all knew that going in. To be fair, that team has a lot of targets that they, they, they have a lot of targets that they can throw to. I mean, Darren Waller was known for getting for like 50, there were games where he got like almost 20 targets, right? For sure. And, you know, they'll feed, they'll feed that side of the ball for sure. And I mean, they also have Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs on as the running back. He hasn't been as good, I think, as he was previous years. I think he, it kind of turned it around last game. Let me pull up the stats. But, you know, they also have Hunter Renfro, and you can't forget Hunter Renfro. because I think he, he was injured. He was out in this past game, though. Um, I forgot if it was it was like a prior injury or something oh, like no, that. Oh, no, it was this kid, Mac, Collin, Mac Hollins. I never heard of Mac Hollins, but he was. Yeah, Mac Hollins. Uh, he's, I mean, oh, he's, he's my age. What the hell? Yeah, he's been he's in the league for a minute. Yeah, I just, I <laughs> he was know. on the Chiefs at one point, I believe. Uh, he's been on. Let's just go through because I have it open. He's been on Philly, Miami, back on Philly, back on Miami, back on Miami again, and then Las Vegas. 
Okay, so it was okay, it was Philly. I do yeah. I do remember his name, but it was definitely Philly. He was definitely a Philly like that. That's yeah, he sure. already has more y- passing yards this season than he's had in any of his previous seasons. So there Ooh, you go. Nice, nice. So that's yeah, a, he, a career. He was it like, is that like a career year for him or something? It's like so far, like he's having a career year or? Yeah, because he's already he had 180. He had 158 yards last or two nights ago. And, oh you know, <laughs> on the season, I think he's got like 220 or something, 240. Yeah, so that's that, that's that's you know he, we're already talking like career numbers for the season for him. But, that's you know, good. It was good, good to see glad, that he got his numbers. Very glad that he's having a career year. I think everyone we want everyone to succeed, but unfortunately, someone has to lose for someone else to uh to for someone else to succeed. So yeah, and I mean in terms of like target spread, like he got ten targets. Devonte Adams also got ten targets. Darren Waller only got five. So you know that's something to keep an eye on as well. Because like we said, there's a lot of targets and not a lot of. Carr and, and Adams, because they were old college buddies, so I guess they're just trying to find that link again because right now they're 0-3, and if you go out with 0-5, um, you're, you, need to, you need to start winning some games because they're already starting to lose some of those divisional games. So we'll see what happens with them. Anytime you, anytime you, you have that sort of a situation where you invest a lot in getting a player, then you know scrutiny is on that player. I mean, we can go right into talking about the Broncos' woes. Because that was that was a loss of a win, was it not? Wow, that was. I, I was think that asleep. was probably. I think that was the worst game I've seen in a long I time. I was asleep. No, like literally, like even like some of the people I watch that do that, do, like in NFL media, but on YouTube and stuff like that, they even had the whole like, oh, yep, I'm asleep. Yeah. Like, like yeah, I think <laughs> I think Eli Manning had the best line with during the Manning cast, which was the play. They should have given that two hundred thirty-five million dollars to the punter. <laughs> Oh my god, that was that was fun. I did I actually. I think I watched. I either. I think I watched a mix of. I think I just watched the game. I just wanted to see the game, but definitely on like Manning Cast, they were definitely like they were uh, they were talking they were about a little bit a little yeah. bit afterward. But you know, because they're every Monday, right? So, um, yeah, the Broncos, man, um, they got that one touchdown from Russ. Russ finally, because like they were talking about throughout the whole night for Russ. Like I still love Russ, but at the same time, it's like, bro. I think it's just it's a mix of that new system. You can only do so much. Yeah, you can throw passes and stuff, but granted, there's no excuses because like they're like we paid you thirty plus, you know, two hundred and thirty plus million dollars, and we kind of expect you to like help win us a game. But let's just say this because this happened with the Seahawks one season. These close games and these like heartbreak kids, but like we came back for the win. These don't last, and you don't no. want to be doing these all the way into the playoffs because you do not want to treat playoff games like this. You will be on your seat. You will have a headache. You will, your eyes will be bloodshot red from all the screaming you will do as a fan. Yep. And I mean, like like going back to the, the line from the beginning of the show, right? They're quarterbacks that can lose you games. They can they can win you games, right? Like, you know, Gino won't lose you a game, but he might not win you a game. Russ might lose you the game. Russ might win you the game. And, you know, that's the roller coaster you choose to be on. But to, to the, a comparable analogy would probably be um, – Look what they, look what Rams did with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford came in first year when they won a Super Bowl. Granted, they did invest a lot around him, but the Ram the the Broncos aren't any like anything to like anyone to to write off as well. I mean, they ha- he has targets all all up and down the on the field. Mm-hmm. And remember yeah. though, the Rams definitely said f them picks because they gave up all those first round picks to get to that Super Bowl, and like you really can't say anything. But there's going to be an there's for the Rams. It's coming at a time when. Their Super Bowl hopes are gone. The window is shut because every window that's open will shut eventually. And you won't have a lot of first round picks. Yeah. And, and you know, the, all that talent's about to leave too from the Rams. They can only hold them for so long. 
So yeah, and the thing is, is that there, it's talent that they can't trade away. A lot of those players want to retire. You know, they're getting clo- they're getting to that time. Yeah. So we'll and see so, what happens with them. What about on the other side of the ball, though? Like the Niners are they don't look, but they I mean they looked good against us with Jimmy G at the helm, but everybody looks good against us. You know, yeah, everybody's gonna look good against the Seahawks, man. Our our defense is leaky right now. We're trying to figure out the defense. The offense is like solid for Seahawks. The offense is solid enough to like get things by, but our defense. Start whoever the quarterback is, start them against the Seahawks. It, this has like been the thing for like the past what three, four years now. But yeah, 49ers, I mean, it's Jimmy G. You know what you're getting. Yes, they took Jimmy G took them to a Super Bowl and lost it, but you know, um, they it's Jimmy G. You know what you're getting out of Jimmy G. There is no, there's not much more of a ceiling with him. You know what you're gonna get at this yeah. point with him, but I'm glad that they kept him. And apparently from the game, they were talking about how like he packed up his whole house. Everything was in boxes. And then literally at the last minute got word that he was going to be signed back. So then they said uh, it was a lot of box cutters. And now like they said, there was a lot of box cutters that went through to cut them boxes open again. And then we I, I could stay for another like another year. But I think he's still like, yeah, I'm about to be out of here after this one season. But depends on what happens with Trey Lance, unless they say, hey, Jimmy, um, we're going to pay you a, a one or a big one or a two-year contract until Trey Lance is back to form because it sucks in, in this case. You you want that QB and Trey Lance to develop and stuff this season, especially when his contract year is next year, I believe. So, mm-hmm. so and we'll I mean, not a lot of quarterbacks can come in year one and are you know given the reins right from the get-go. Like Even if Seahawks draft a quarterback, if Geno is still in contract with the team, you know, Gino will still probably start because you know, they I would want career. whoever we bring. If we do bring in a quarterback, you know, whoever it is, they should sit out. I, I'm I'm with the whole thing because this isn't Madden. This isn't Madden where you can just oh, you got that hidden development um, um, QB and you have to just start him so he can get all the experience and just be like a, a legend in year one. It doesn't really happen like that because you we've definitely seen rookies go through and they start their first year and it's just bad, like a seven nine season bad or even worse, like with. Um, Trevor Lawrence over there on the Jags. Although this year, this year is kind of his year so far. But yeah, we'll let's talk about. Want to go into that one? Yeah, let's just talk about it. Let's just keep it going. Like, are the Jaguars real? Like, what's going on over there? Well, you did face a Chargers team with. There's no excuse, but like you know, Herbert has his rib issue and stuff. I don't know how because that is going to affect them throws to the extent. Like he, he, you know, Herbert played the game against the Chiefs. He got almost got a touchdown, I believe. A really beautiful throw, by the way, with his cracked ribs. But he took a shot for this game um, just to play it. But, man, Jaguars, they invested heavy in the offseason. People made fun of him. They said, you overpaid Christian Kirk and all these other receivers. Like, you you broke the receiver market. But, I mean, is it is it not working? Because I really feel like Trevor Lawrence just needed weapons and a line. And actually run the ball, please. <laughs> yeah, that, that, well, I think I – think... Yeah, I think on in terms of like their spending on Christian Kirk, I think that was over the top. I think I think we need to uh we need to give Doug Peterson his credit, you know. I oh, think yeah. him coming in and taking over for, you know, the debacle that was Urban Meyer as his year one because I mean, that was his year one head coach. That could have derailed Trevor Lawrence's whole career, right? It could have. You know, it really could have. Any quarterback drafted to the Jets for a long time, and you know, like that was that core, that quarterback's career was basically done before it even started. And, yeah. You know, 
that ship got righted. It seems like it's on the right track again. You know, we'll see how it pans out over the course of an 18 week season. Yeah, Jaguars got it. Um, Trevor Lawrence is looking really good, even though he still had the weak motivational speech last week. <laughs> he couldn't motivate um, me to get off the couch. Couldn't motivate me to even like get up and make a sandwich, Joe, man. Like, geez. I, I think Joey Bosa got hurt in that game, didn't he? Uh, and the um, that I think he did actually. Yeah. Um. I'm not too sure what his status is right now, but yeah, injuries are already starting to hit some teams and it just kind of is what it is. Next man up. You got to see. Yeah. And sometimes you never know that next man up could be like, uh, didn't the 49ers at that one point had like Montana, but uh, was it Montana as the backup behind or was, no, so it, was it? It was Steve Young. So, so Steve, okay. Young, Steve Young was the backup behind Montana. Yeah. I, it was one of them, but like yeah. both, the fact that you had two hall of famer quarterbacks on yeah, your well, team, that's the same story with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, but but you know, in, in terms of you know people looking over their shoulder, that situation is like something that people look over their soldier, shoulder over. Like you see the Cooper Rush situation over in Dallas right now. Like the memes around this situation are fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. because it seems like the Dallas Cowboys are having a lot of success with Cooper Rush as the quarterback. Yeah, and now they're talking about Dak coming back, or it was Dak himself saying, "I might be back next week." So I'm just like, yeah. sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, because it was his throwing thumb. That, yeah, that it's a very a, an important digit. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So it's basically we'll see how that works. I would just at this stage, if it's working with Cooper Rush, let it work with Cooper Rush. Although and this is just Jerry, like kind of talking out of his ass just a little bit. But he was just like, oh, man. It was an interview with him. He's like, man, if we had a quarterback controversy, I'll welcome it. You know, I'll welcome it and stuff. And I'm just like. I mean, it's it's Jerry. Come on, yeah. like it's Jerry's world. Let him do what he wants. But like you know, it it is it just kind of is what it is. So we'll see if he comes back. But if Dak comes back and then they start losing games instead of winning games with like they did at Cooper Rush, that's going to be something. Mm-hmm. So you know, we can only wait and see. We don't really watch Cowboys games. Let's be real. But you know, if if the, I was uh, I was really ring, I was hoping for like Daniel Jones to come through, but they couldn't hold out for the win. On yeah. Monday, so. <laughs> I mean, at least that game had the, that game had the chance of being the worst game of the week, but uh, Broncos Niners held on for that win. Oh no, Broncos! It's it's not even by far. It wasn't that boring of a game. The like the I really don't watch Cowboys games like that, but like with watching the Giants, the Giants they're looking pretty solid too. Daniel Jones said like this is my contract here. That's one thing, mm-hmm. but um, they're definitely kind of everything's clicking over there. But then Sterling Shepard got injured it's acl tear once again and we'll see how he comes back from that but he's not going to be the same after that it's hard to come back from that dude like especially because an acl tear normally takes you two years to come back fully and he's coming off a season where he tore his other acl about nine months eight or nine months ago he had his other acl tear so now he got another one unfortunately so that's where it's at yeah i mean injuries are starting to pile up like the the ravens got their bounce back win this week like, uh, you know, the after, you know, that was an embarrassing loss for them last week where, you know, you were up by big and you let them come back where you could have just you could have put the ice on that game. But oh, the, yeah. big, the big headline out of that game was Mac Jones injury. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, High ankle sprain. Right. So we'll see because he was he had to get carried out and he didn't look too good. Um, there was already memes made off of that. Just his face like that. I mean, unfortunately, but hopefully he can come back. But. High ankle sprains is a week-to-week kind of thing. And we've seen high ankle sprain injuries like in uh, Jimmy Garoppolo before, and they've done the whole like tape, heavy tape the leg and stuff like that. But um, it depends on where they're at. So I would just say you better let Mac Jones rest up because they have Brian Hoyer 
as his backup. So they have, and Brian Hoyer has been in that system for a while. So it's not like when Hoyer comes in, it's going to be like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's a, it might be a Cooper rush or whatever, but you still have a solid quarterback behind him. So just let the man rest at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I think, I think if there's any team that can game plan for like, you know, if there's any team that can game plan a situation like that, it's, it's the Patriots. They'll figure it out. And speaking of the Patriots, because, uh, you know, next week they have the Philly. They're going to face Philly. So what do you think of um, just kind of hopping over to the Eagles? What do you think of them right now? Because they're, they're, they're on a move right now. Philly? Yeah. Philly, yeah. They, man, they're, they're, on a roll. <laughs> they're on a roll. I mean, they, they've been in this pattern, though, for the first uh, few weeks of the season where it seems like they start fast and then cool off. But I think that might just be a product of them getting out so far ahead. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of team they are when they start playing in a, a close game or two against like a, you know, like a like a tough opponent, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, right now, you know, it, it's looking like a, it's looking like the year they won the Super Bowl as far as how well that offense is clicking. So yeah. they're, they're going to be ones to watch out for. And this is just me, but you don't have that many black QBs out in the league. And I love to see success whenever there is success. So, you mm-hmm. know, like Tua's having a success. You got, you know. Jalen Hurts having a good success over there right now, especially getting um, A.J. Brown and stuff, who got him in fantasy. He's been doing pretty good, you know, so um, we'll see how they go. Um, Right now, my Dark Horse team for the season is kind of like the Jags right now, but you could even say like the Lions, too. Like the Lions can like pick themselves up and just keep winning games throughout the season. So we'll see. Yeah. It all depends on the division games, what they do in the division game. So, like, when Philly starts facing Cowboys, and I mean, I know it's it's the NFC. NFC But, you know, my point being is that what they do in those division games, because division games, you think they're just going to be like, yep. But you saw what happened with the Chargers and Chiefs. Chargers almost came with the win. (laughs) So Yeah, I mean, any given week, right? Like, you know, it's like we said, there were a lot of upsets this week. It's, you know, you just got to take it week by week. I mean, the Jacks, if there's a team like we want to keep an eye on, you know, Jacksonville will play Philly. You know, Jacksonville is being is kind of a team to look out for. Doug Peterson's homecoming kind of thing. Yeah, that's so going that, to be big. That's the storyline behind that. I mean, in, going back to the Patriots, they're playing the Packers, and that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, that's going to be without Mac Jones. So we'll see what Brian Hoyer can do. But then I think the Packers are starting to like – well, not starting – Aaron Rodgers already started to find his receiver, his receivers that he wants to throw to, especially Liz, uh, Alan Lazard's back in the fold. He came back from the, his injury, so you know mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there too. Yeah, and uh, one more th- thing I wanted to talk about for Week Three is a uh, Cardinals situation. Should mm-hmm. Cardinals fans be worried? You know, they're um, uh, oh yeah, because they just paid Kyler Murray, which technically they had no choice but to pay him, else he would have went somewhere else. Um, I don't know. It's weird because like. I don't I haven't really watched their games in depth, but it just looks like it's just frustration. That's what I'm getting. It's just a lot of frustration. I can see it in Kyler. Um, he's making these throws. They're making these plays. Like there's even times they actually had, you know, and during this past game, they actually had like a good like momentum and stuff, and then something happens. So this year it's actually different where they don't start red hot. Now it's just kind of flip floppity and wherever they can get their wins at. But We'll see because I guess the NFC West isn't the best anymore. So, you know, well, not if they're definitely not the best anymore, but like it's weird what's happening in the NFC West with all of the teams. It's basically looking like, you know, anyone can almost win the division, but 
you know, my Seahawks at best, I think we're going to do like get like third in the division. Yeah, I think third is a, is a good shoot for us. I think the Cardinals fans, I mean, I think the, the fear, the worry that they might be having right now is kind of overblown. I mean, Deont- once DeAndre Hopkins comes back, he's going to be back, I think, sometime at the midpoint of the season, I think, right? Yeah, just about. And I think there's also a hard knock show on it too. So like they have hard knocks in season for this, uh, this year. So get to see that in November, see how that goes. Cause we get to see the frustration and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So let's, uh, let's, uh, so going into week four again, like what are, what are some matchups you're looking forward to? We talked about Jags versus Phillies. Any other ones you got on, on your mind? Bills and Ravens. Um, that's going to either be a shootout or it's going to be a close game. Like it was with the bills and the dolphins. So, Bills could bounce back, but it's also saying like, hey, Ravens, you know, it basically you got two offensive, heavily offensive teams, basically who can stop who first. That's really what mm-hmm. it's all. It's what it's up to. I can see 50 50. It can go either way with these. Yeah. Teams. And also Bills just I think they lost Micah Hyde for the season, too, didn't they? They, did. they yeah. yes, he's out for the season um, as well. So we'll see what happens. But they they have a new defensive scheme. And I wonder if it's not necessarily like safety dependent or anything like that. But it still sucks when you you lose some of your star players. Yeah. And I think that's just like before we go into other matchups we're looking forward to. That's just kind of like a running thing from week three that we've noticed. Right. We have a lot of injuries pile up. We had Sterling Shepard, Terry's ACL, Mac Jones. Tua probably had a concussion. We need to we need to know the more more about that because that was a hard hit he took. Yeah, and the NFLPA apparently is investigating the NFL for that, so we'll see what happens. And if anything, it'll probably if if he had a concussion, I think it's just like fines and they can lose a pick or something like that. So that's mm-hmm. about like the extent of what can happen. T. Higgins also had a concussion this week, so it'll be important to keep an eye on him. Obviously, important target for for the Bengals, and then we also had Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry having their own respective foot, ankle, leg type injuries. And yeah, Michael, be a- Michael Thomas, man, that man in injuries right now, it's just um, like, man, like it's, you really haven't seen him since like Drew Brees, at, honestly, even like, nobody in the fed him year. like that though. Yeah. Um, but at the very least in the Saints, they at least have a good, like basically you have like uh, Drake London with Atlanta Falcons and then you have Chris Olave on the Saints. And they those two receivers have been doing very good job for both of those franchises right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, they have, you know, they, they got talent in there, so they just got to make some. Yeah, they just got to win. That's all I got to yeah. do is win. <laughs> no, nothing solves problems more than winning. Right. And so that's I think that's something that they'll force it's also first time it's also first year coach for saints okay. well i think he might have been he might have been a was he a coordinator that was promoted i can't remember i believe so i, I believe it was like an internal hire instead of they went outside i think i feel like we would have heard like we would have just known like oh it's someone outside coming in i think it was someone that just like internal hire essentially so yeah and so sean payton left some big shoes so that'll be that that's always going to loom over your team as well i think the final uh, matchup we have is the chiefs and buccaneers because you know tom uh, has had some struggles these first few weeks um especially in terms of like what's happening off field with him in terms of just you know personal things. yeah just personal stuff like you're 45 and that and i think um, if any of our fans, you know, can, you know, at least relate uh, when you hit that, like around that stage of your life, it's like a different point in your life. And so we're, we're, we literally watch like a majority or half of uh, Tom Brady's life in the NFL. If you really, yeah, that's crazy. That. Ain't it actually yeah. over half? Yeah. Cause he's 21 or 23 seasons in this is his 22nd yeah, 23. or 23rd. I think it's his 23rd and I think he came in the league at 22. So, 
Yeah, go figure. That's you can even like look at the footage from when he came in and stuff to where he is today, and it's just he like, had baby fat. <laughs> yo, that was funny, and they the still the infamous picture of like you know fifth round was it a fifth round pick for him or was it seventh round? He wasn't a seventh rounder, was he? He was fifth. I think he was I think he was a fifth or sixth. Yeah, yeah. So either way, you know, um, you know, it's we'll see what happens. I think there's been some frustration. Like there is, um catches like like tales of like you know teams know how to basically make brady look old but by just basically getting to brady because like brady is not as mobile as he I mean, he was never a mobile quarterback he's a pocket passer to heart but like he's less mobile yeah as of now like you thought he was not mobile before this man like you, you basically need like the best o-line just to get the best out of tom brady at this point and you know he gets he's getting back mike evans this week right yeah, because he Mike Evans was out from the last game with the Saints. You know, he came on the field, got the hit, so he got suspended for a game. They tried to appeal it, didn't go through. So yeah. he'll have his he'll have all of his weapons back. But you know, you you gotta get some wins because even that first week um, with the Cowboys, like nineteen three, it was like a trek for him too, just to get to a touchdown or two in that game. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, if we had to take a pick, I don't know. Chiefs Chiefs are coming off of a loss where they shouldn't have lost, and I, I feel like that team still got that dog in them. I think they're going to try to come I, I feel like it's point. a game that the Chiefs – it's it's more of Chiefs to lose in that game. I feel like the Chiefs over the Bucks right now because there's just more upside with Pat Mahomes than it is with Tom Brady, but then it's, it's the GOAT, right? So we'll see It's also happens. a Super Bowl rematch. It is a Super Bowl rematch, indeed. So um, we'll see what happens with that. You know, that, yeah, that's why it's also a big game. So you know, the the chatter around the NFL right now is that you know this might be a year where the Buccaneers have to be carried by their defense as opposed to the Tom Brady carrying them. So you know, if we look to see that continue, you know, the defense is what's won that won them that Super Bowl. You know, a couple of years back, and so you know, if um, if they can if they can put some pressure on Pat Mahomes, you know, the, he doesn't have the same weapons he had you know last year or the year before. Oh, it'll be it'll be a good game. And I think to round it off, we got Dolphins and Bengals as well next next week. Yeah, and, you know that's two young quarterbacks. Always like to see them. You know, yeah, two young quarterbacks play. It's usually a lot of gunslinging in those kind of games. So mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be good to see. We'll see. Hopefully, see Tua continue to flourish under this new under this new system culture. Yeah, and we're, we're always looking for the Bengals to bounce back. Get show Joe Shiesty back in the mix. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those few. Uh, this, these are the couple of teams I've been watching. Like, I wanted the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, but alas, they didn't. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, you can't really. Jamar Chase isn't like an unknown entity anymore. So, of course, NFL and defenses are going to start um, scheming around him now compared to like basically like you had that one year. That was like your year where teams didn't know much about you and stuff like that, especially with Joe Burrow being injured. Like, even um, Lamar Jackson even had that year where he uh, beat Michael Vick's record and all, or he got Michael Vick's uh, record and all that type of stuff. In that same year, got the NFL MVP. But that was literally the year where it's like, if you want the easiest, nothing's really easy. But if you want the easiest time to get to that Super Bowl, this is the year because not many people could scheme against Lamar. But nowadays, you everybody. know, everybody can scheme. He can still throw the ball. Don't get it twisted. He's not a no. running back. Don't disrespect the man. Like he can still throw the balls. You can see in the Dolphins and the Ravens game. But um, you know, people uh, teams can scheme uh, scheme against them now. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's a common th- the common thing with the NFL, right? Is that no one stays a novelty for long. I think Russ, you know, Russ ruined it for a lot of running quarterbacks back in the day. 
you know, when he first came in, you know, that, that became... was when Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback of the 49ers at the time. And that was when like the yeah. option came in for both of those teams. I remember yeah, that. Actually, yeah, to be fair, I think cap cap started it off for started off that wave. And then, you know, where, where defenses started have to having to use like a spy linebacker, just keep an eye on the quarterbacks in case they try to take off, which is crazy to think about. You're taking a man off the field for the guy holding on the football, throwing it. Right. It's true. It's true, man. And, Hopefully, you know, Russ can hopefully get something out of this season. Because if they don't go to the playoffs, I don't know how the Broncos fans are going to be looking. I'm just got to, I guess, got to say, because they're already pissed right now. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. It's, uh, I think we've, uh, we've hit a point, you know, um, we'll just have to see what happens. Of course, we got the uh, Lions and Seahawks game, and that'll dictate the emotion for, for next week's podcast, because you can't cancel us. You cannot um, cancel us, and and hey, I know some people out there are probably like, man, where you know, where's Adam and Canal coming out with another three hour episode? No, not this time, yet. not no, 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 not this time. I mean, I know y'all must love to hear our voice and us stammering at each other like throughout the <laughs> whole your whole you know whether it's the morning, afternoon, or evening for you. But yeah, we're gonna call it quits on this one, and uh, I think it was a good episode. We got a good talk in. I think any, um, hopefully any, uh, we get the dub this weekend. <laughs> Oh, for sure. A- any parting thoughts? Any uh, any uh, unsung heroes? Anything fun you want to bring up? Unsung heroes or anything like that? Um, I'm just gonna say like the ugly point of the Seahawks this season is the defense, and we got to see if they can improve um, throughout these next few weeks because a defense is gonna dictate how your team pretty much plays a whole game, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. I think for me, it's more about. Uh, uh, the Broncos situation, you know, I was saying like, uh, you know, we're, you invest a lot in Russ, you know, should have given that $235 million to the punter is what Eli said on national TV. Oh, so, that's so funny. Oh uh, man. That's the, that's if, if there is like a blooper moment for this weekend, it was that game. So that's my, that's my, uh, my, uh, low light for the weekend. Oh man. But all right, man, you know, I hope you have a good day. And to all the fans out there from my side, um, you know, take care of yourselves, you know, go outside, read a book, go do something. Because um, at the end of the day, I personally just care about your happiness and your mental health. How about you? Yeah. Uh, ditto what Adam said. And like we said earlier, we're available on all major uh, podcasting platforms. We're on Spotify, po- uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So go over and give us a subscribe. And uh, we'll catch you guys again next week. All right. Peace.